This is the Do Good Podcast, official podcast of the Do Good Collab, a community dedicated to being the common ground no matter what you're working on, whether you're a health technology founder or a hip-hop producer, to share a broader vision and mission towards improving the world around us and the collective quality of our lives. You're about to hear my talk with Fernando De Leon, co-founder of Innovare, an education technology platform that not only does state-of-the-art data analytics for school leadership to help them make better decisions, but has created a collaborative ecosystem of schools, nonprofits that support schools, ed tech tools for the schools, hitting all different types of layers of organizations to leverage each other's resources. We talked about education-focused communities, education technology, and innovation for schools and how they operate today. Let's get right into it. I'm here today with Fernando De Leon on the Do Good podcast, founder of Innovare, uh, an edtech platform that gives data analytics to educational leadership to help them make better decisions and uh, hopefully give better education. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for hosting me. This is great. Yeah. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about how you started and where you noticed that there was a need for something like this? Yeah, absolutely. So I think to understand the company, I think you have to understand the story of the co-founders. My brother and I immigrated to the U.S. when we were relatively young. So I was 11, he was 17. From where? From Mexico. Okay. And my mom dropped out of school yeah, at a very young. young age to take care of our siblings. Real, And she was a really good student at the time. Uh, but she had to do what she had to do to help mm -hmm. her family. I think she realized when she had us and when she... She actually couldn't work because she had a, a, a surgery and that needed time to recover. And my brother was actually born in the U.S. I was born in Mexico. So my brother was 17. So it was, it was time for him to go to college, right? So the opportunity came for us to move in with my uncle who lived here in the south suburbs and for him to be able to get an education to basically get out of poverty, right? And my mom knew at a very early age that she missed out on an opportunity to get a good education herself, which limited her. And she wanted to make sure that we didn't lose those possibilities. At a very early age, she instilled the values in us of education and how it was important and why. But we never really understood why until we came to the U.S. and how we basically that was our only way out because we had a mother that you know made education very important and that allowed us to basically just focus on on that and excel at it and my brother was able to go to school to great school going to college at the University of Michigan. He started with a computer engineering degree, but then he realized he got an internship actually with Microsoft to put together or network computers in Southwest Detroit. They actually asked him during the internship to do some coaching and training. Uh, wow. And he realized that he he really enjoyed it, right? He practiced with me and with being yeah, a mentor. Yeah. And then he became a mentor to others. And then he switched majors into poli-sci and, and thought of other ways to make an impact. And then he got his master's in education. And then he started working at Chicago Public Schools because he realized that education had worked for him. It could work for others if you could only make it better. So he's been always the education, I, I guess he was always in that sector and he always 
looked for different experiences in that sector. And he realized when he was there, he realized that a lot of the the reasons why schools don't improve as fast as they could was because the leadership of the school which are making the the really important decisions weren't always given the right tools uh, in different ways, whether it was through technology or whether it was through maybe resources, right? There was always something lacking or something that was very difficult for them to take the concept of, uh, of identifying a problem and then being able to plan and execute that problem. There was always a gap in the in, more on the planning and execution piece than uh, on the data side. He saw that there was a lot of data, but not enough follow through. Uh, so he got laid off from Chicago Public Schools and it was like perfect timing. He did like a, he did a fellowship. And during that fellowship, he realized that he wanted to focus on this new business idea of coaching and consulting and analytics. And, uh, you know, he realized that that's where education was really lacking. Uh, and at the same time, I was working in the private sector. I was working in consulting. I was, you know, I was an engineer, worked across many different industries. Then I liked tech more. I started focusing more on that. Then I got a job at Google. I worked there for a couple of years. Throughout that time when I was there, I, I, I would see less people who look like me at yeah, those yeah. organizations. So as you rise up, it was like slightly white, white shades of whiter. Yes. It was getting lighter and lighter, right? As you go <laughs> into those organizations. And, and if that's just the way it is. And it, and it happens for different reasons, right? Uh, of course, it's because of opportunity, but it also, even as you are building an organization, there are some things that you just don't think about if yeah, you're yeah. not, if you don't come from a, a different background. Building a good foundation uh, of, of foundation people, who are of people able to, with different experiences, yeah. right? To make you a more holistic, more well rounded person. Because those people, they're all like forcing themselves consciously to find people who are not right. like them because they didn't right. create the environments right. to have that diversity set up from the get go. Right. And even at, you know, once you're there, you, you look around and you don't feel comfortable. You don't feel like right, yeah. you belong there. You don't. Uh, so th- so there was that. And then there was also a need for me to be more challenged. Uh, I felt like, OK, I had paid off my student loans. I had, you know, I had just bought my mom a brand new car, like cash, right, with the Google money. Uh, my brother was, was doing well, starting his new business. You know, my, my wife, we ha- had just gotten married. Like, it was, everything was going well. And it was just like, is this really what it's supposed to be like uh just mm, coast for yeah, the rest of your yeah. life or you is there more that i is this it yeah and i just felt supposed like to be happy now exactly and i just felt like a happiness wasn't going to be reached if i stayed there um at the same time my brother was you know i was i was advising my my brother with his business because i had a consulting background so he was growing that and you know i saw an opportunity for technology to be introduced into the process that he was building I basically pitched the idea of, hey, you know, I could help you with building the technology. You know, I'd be willing to leave at Google and and help build a business that is more scalable using technology. So that was kind of how everything fit in. And that was two years ago. Nick, the third co-founder, he he worked with my brother in Chicago Public Schools. He was a data strategist for the network. He also came from a background that, you know, realized that some people had a lot, others others didn't have a, as much, and he wanted to do something about it. So our values all aligned, and we kicked off this this organization called Innovare. And two years later, we're in seven states. We also have one customer in Mexico that is piloting our, our software. And, really? And That's we're, awesome. We're growing. Yep. Super quick intermission. If you're looking for a great website and brand identity that turns heads and converts, check out oheni.com. That's O-H-E-I-N-E.com to schedule a free consultation. Mention the Do Good Podcast and you will receive 10% off your first project. 
Oheni, by the way, designed the Do Good logo and icon. He's super cool and he'll do you right. Okay, right back to the podcast. I'm really curious if you're gonna help leaders improve, they gotta be lacking a little bit somewhere here and there. Where do you see are the more common areas that you're kind of able to help people in those regards with? Great question. So um, I think there are maybe three different areas that we see are the common pain points, issues that we see that, that we can help with. So the first one is usually there's a plethora of data out there already, uh, and it's hard to make sense of it. And they don't have the time or the sometimes even the skills to be able to integrate everything right on their own and to analyze it and come up with the right insights. So schools are like collecting a lot of data. There's but... a lot of data on grades, on after school programs, on the budget, on like all these tech solutions that are out there. There's a lot of information information, but it's difficult. But they don't to, even know necessarily how to execute on it. It's more around coming up with the right insights, coming mm. around coming mm. up with the right areas to focus because you can't do twenty things at once, right? right. You're all you're limited with time, you're limited with resources. So what are the high value areas to focus on? Then how do you come up with the right plan? Once you come up with the right insights and identify your problem, this is how do you then identify the right solutions? And the third one is around just the execution. We notice that even if you do one and two well, number three is usually very difficult because as a school leader, you're being pulled in many different directions being asked for many different things. You know, there's usually an emergency. This student got into a fight or this budget cut came in and it was unexpected. So there's all these things that happen every single day that keep your focus away from your long-term plans. Right, And yeah. if you can't manage that daily, then then it, then it just becomes very difficult. So you'd say you're actually helping a lot of school and school leadership refocus on what they really value in the first place. Exactly. So we try to alleviate those pain points by making their job easier, uh, more data-driven, making it efficient in the way they manage their time and ensuring that they look at their results so they can learn very quickly about what's working and what's not working well. So that way they don't have to wait until the end of the year to say, oh, we didn't achieve our goals. So how many schools did you say you're working with again? We're working with about 43 schools okay. today, and then we also work with uh, nonprofits that work with schools. And these nonprofits provide either services to the schools or they provide funds to the schools. I remember talking with you about the importance of community and collaboration, and I'd, I'm really curious to hear as how you try to create that synergy between the different schools in your platforms and between the nonprofits that support them, yep. and how you think about community as a kind of platform. Yeah, it's uh, we think about the community as an ecosystem we all kind of live in, right? And if right, we're yeah. all trying to improve education, we can't lose sight of what everybody he's doing in this environment to affect education, right? So when you think about the education world, there are a lot of intersections between schools, districts, or charter networks, uh, nonprofits that are providing funds or that are providing services, foundations that are funding these nonprofits and, and maybe some initiatives at schools directly. And then there's private sector people that, you know, like let's say a Coca-Cola has or a foundation, right? Or Kellogg has a foundation that also provides funds. So there's like corporate social arms that also provide funds and resources or 
potential experiences, right? Like apprenticeships, internships, things like that. So everybody's working in this environment, but a right, lot of people, right. what ends up happening is they don't work together. So when we when we were thinking about Innovare, we, we knew that we didn't exist in a siloed environment, right? That in order for us to have true impact, we needed to make sure that everybody's kind of moving along the same lines and investing in the same sort of initiatives to get the right outcomes, right? So it becomes really hard when you're working on a certain initiative and somebody else comes in and changes things and uh, it's better when everybody's kind of marching along the same lines right so we uh, intentionally started with schools because that's where we had our network initially from there we our plan was to build a kind of co- a cohort model right with schools that would then be a good case study to take it to a different level to a charter network or to a district so we're kind of working on that but we also saw that that services and funds that were being provided by nonprofits were affecting the outcomes that the schools wanted to achieve so we started pitching our our company we actually adjusted the product to build more of a portfolio management tool so that if you're a nonprofit working with the you know 10 15 schools in Chicago public schools you're able to aggregate the data for your cohort of schools and visualize what's happening whether people are reaching their goals why are they behind what what they're doing with the money where they're lacking support so that you can address those areas and and be smarter about where you spend your time and money uh, so we built that separate product I would say for these non- Nonprofits that work with schools so that we can connect it to. And now we're actually, we just launched a, a new initiative with the Kauffman Foundation. So now we moved one level up, right? So the funder of the of the nonprofits who are working with schools. So think of this like a the third Kauffman level. The Kauffman Foundation funds nonprofits. Right. Oh, so now you're uh, like every level of the chain. Exactly. So we're, we've now moved up one level to work with the funder specifically on a very specific outcomes. So then they're funding our cohort model to work with schools and to work with nonprofits to ensure that everybody's uh, helping each other in the ways that are more effective, uh, and they're going to use our platform to actually manage that entire process. And this is so cool to me because as a school, you would otherwise have to be make constantly make make these relationships one-on-one with these people, and then yep. sometimes you have to go through this person and go through this person, but kind of under the umbrella of Innovare, these uh, relationships are so much easier to be made. And they're timely made as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As we, or as the schools identify areas that they need to improve on and they create a plan around that, we as Innovare have an understanding of what the needs are. We help them make the connections with the service providers, right? Or Super with cool. the people that are can actually help them achieve those goals. So it, it works both ways, right? We help the nonprofits achieve their outcomes by working with the schools, but we also help the schools by collaborating with these nonprofits who can help them reach their goals. And if everybody's reaching their goals, then everybody will be happy. Super similar to what I'm hoping to do with this, with the Do Good Incubator. It's, so it's helpful, right? Like yep. just, I see the smile on your face right now. You're like, yeah, it works. <laughs> like That's right. <laughs> it produces good results. Yeah. So as someone who has like constantly sees what schools are using as measurements of success, mm-hmm. are you seeing any interesting changes or shifts in, from what schools are traditionally using as measurements of success to what a lot of schools are now beginning to prioritize instead? Yeah, I think just in general, the trend is to be more outcomes driven uh, rather than focusing more on the inputs. Some examples, right, would be ensure we have weekly meetings, right? That could be a goal. But what are the outcomes of those meetings? Right. What is the, what is, oh, like, no, why, that's a lot why of would ways you even... that schools are like measuring their productivity? Right. So productivity oh, no. versus 
results, right? Um, the other thing that, that we're seeing is that there's now a shift into looking at um, actual results at every level, not just the schools, whether it's a school, a nonprofit, or a foundation. I think the foundations are a little bit more careful about how they're spending their money uh, or how they're giving their money away, making sure that they give it to organizations that actually show the impact. So it's not just about making sure that your grant application is great, maybe thinking of this in a more micro-lending sort of approach where we give you a percentage of what you ask for, and then if you show promise, then we'll give you the rest. So I think there's other models like that that are just now that people are uh, moving more towards to ensure that there is impact along the way. And, you know, trying to leverage technology more um, is the other trend to make your job yeah, easier. Yeah. Now there's machine learning. Now there's, you know, social networking and, and the Internet can provide a lot of places for you to learn information. Um, but the challenge with that is like, building it in a way that is not distracting or that is not that is truly providing value right, right. Uh, because just building a platform like YouTube could be really good right but then some some content can be really bad for you uh, as, a, as a person or as an organization right so so making sure that you and a lot of these platforms are kind of designed to eat at your attention and so if you're in school and you're like pay attention to this right like make sure whether you're reading you're measuring how long a student is on this platform that's great so you're measuring activity you're measuring productivity you're measuring uh how many people are you know how many times you're logging in but then also measure the proficiency of that student in x you know in whatever you're teaching that student whether it's math reading whatever it is making sure that you tie the two together the inputs or the productivity is a sign that you are moving in the right direction, but is is only part of the picture. And as we continue to move across the ecosystem, that's the discussion and uh, that we want to have, and that's how we select our partners as well, uh, because it's a two-way relationship, right? We don't right, want to we don't want customers who are not going to get results and who are not motivated to get results. We want to make sure that people are you know have the right motivations, have the right understanding of what needs to happen. And, and knowing that the inputs and the outcomes have to be aligned. So how do we get more schools to see the importance of or start to focus their metrics on outcomes versus those inputs? Like, I don't think this is something that really needs to be debated. I think that, like, <laughs> do we have a meeting every week? Isn't really, doesn't tell you much. I think it's a, it's a slight mind shift, change management, right, mm -hmm. that, that needs to happen. I think th there's a lot of effort already happening in mm -hmm. the sector just in general, like whether it's coming from foundations now, only giving you money if you actually show results. Uh, so that's pushing on whether it's the district holding leaders more accountable to certain metrics, right? But for people who are on the ground actually doing the work, I think the, the key is to be more celebratory of when things actually get achieved and to have those tough conversations when they are not. Analyze why things didn't get achieved. That's what we try to coach our leaders on is to become very effective at uh, celebrating with your team when things uh, when you actually get results, but also making sure that you are able to have the right conversations at the right time. That's part of the secret sauce, I would say, of what what actually helps people because people buy into your strategy more if they believe in what you're doing and if they see outcomes, right? And they get more kind of hooked on that motivation, right? It's just a human thing. It's like if you, you like things to go well, and if things go well, then you end up continuing doing those things. But if, when things don't go well, I think it's okay to take a step back and, and analyze it. And uh, when you analyze it based on facts, then it becomes a lot easier to make changes. Absolutely. Our 
schools competitive with each other? Yeah. What yeah. is the benefit of and how can schools potentially be more collaborative with each other in terms of resources and knowledge and just in general i think people are competitive right and want to right. um because they they You're get the recognized best. right oh, yeah. they get recognized by being the best I think changing some of those systems to ensure that you're also recognizing growth, right? You're recognizing collaboration. There's always a tension between public, charter, private schools, mm, um, you yeah. know. Do you see a future where the different kinds of charter, public, private yeah. schools can coexist collaboratively or? Yeah, I, I think that it's it's very possible. We're already seeing it. I think the the key thing is to find mutually beneficial things that you could do with them. Uh, so, for example, if we have a school leader who was a rock star that took their school from like 85% attendance to 95% attendance in like a year, and then we have another school with like similar demographics, but it happens to be a charter school, and they're all they also want to improve their attendance. Now we can pair up an expert in there in that area to support the other one and we can incentivize the expert by giving them recognition that they've actually done this so one of the things that we're working on is building these certifications uh, inside of our platform so that as people get results we know what they become really good at which then provides additional tools for us to have more people that can help others that's the vision that we have with the certification process and, and that's how we get people to work together to find ways to uh, initiate these mutually beneficial relationships that are grounded on the same values but maybe one person has more than the other person and they they one of them is looking for a mentor the other one's looking for a mentee can you please tell me more just about why this is work that engages you and what you're excited about continuing to do this kind of work and who you want to empower and how you want to see your influence affect the education landscape? Thinking about it in like maybe 10, 20 years from now, right? What do I want people to say and or to be able to think back on or what do I want to basically think back on and like look at the impact that I've made? The biggest thing for me is um, for people who have similar stories to mine, the chances of being quote unquote successful out there are very limited. I want to make sure that people have the opportunity to become whoever they want to become and that they reach their potential. You know, if, if we make education more equitable across the board, then people will have those opportunities. And at least uh, I'm hoping placing a bet on the majority will take those opportunities if they have them. And so that's the general sort of concept that I want or the legacy that I want to leave. Right. I think the other one is I really like technology and I, I think that it can be used in a very effective way to help the you know social impact sector. So I want to change the way people think about technology and how it can be, you know, not not effective, not useful, expensive, or like intrusive, or not designed in a good way. I want to change mindsets about how technology can be leveraged and how it can be effective partnering with the human, the human side of things to to actually reach reach goals. And and I think that the last thing is, you know, I, I want to eventually become uh, an investor in other social ventures. Uh, so I think I see this as a path for myself to create that wealth so that I can use it to make my impact even greater by placing bets on other entrepreneurs um, who, who want to do something similar. I would love to 
hear a little bit more just like where you think there's room for innovation in general in education and where you see uh, opportunities for growth and ways that schools can be more effective in providing a quality education. How do you see education moving forward in a way that's positive for everyone? There's a big movement into personalizing education, creating the, the way that people learn in the best way and to have them learn whatever they want to learn. People are already kind of doing it. You know, a lot of people watch YouTube videos or go to Coursera or go to Udemy and like are learning things on their own and are going through this process. But I, I don't think it has been operationalized at the K through 12 level as much. I think that it's still very, the way that we teach hasn't changed a lot from, you know, decades ago. I think thinking about these concepts of like boot camps, apprenticeships, and thinking about the qualitative side as well as the quantitative side together, like social emotional learning, as well as like career readiness and as well as academic growth, right? And kind of merging all together and building building the right partnerships. I think there's a lot of things that are happening but but are not systemic enough. I think that some people are trying like, oh, let me partner with this company to provide interns, right? Or let me do um, more work with this nonprofit who's going to help me with this after-school program about, you know, knowing the person a little bit better in a more uh, emotional way. And uh, So I think there are a lot of things that are happening but are I don't know if there's the best practice. So I think there's a need to kind of capture those best practices. Um, and, and then there's also a need to just help people be more social impact focused. I think there's a lack of conversations that are happening at the school at the K through 12 level that are more focused around the impact that every student can make in their world, in their society, in their community, in their neighborhood. Uh, at least I remember when I was in, in school that, you know, it was all about just making that next milestone and getting better and reaching that next step and getting a good job. And that was pretty much it. Right. Mm -hmm. And but now it's now like we're asking all these new questions. Yeah, we're you know, we're global citizens. Right. So we're right. only going to get better our society if we all are thinking about the way that the things that are happening affect everyone and doing something about it as early as possible. So I think those questions about like, what are you going to do to change society? That question, you know, nobody ever asked me that in school, in primary or high school. People ask me, what do you want to be? What job do you want to have? I think we need to define ourselves differently. Like, what do you want to change? So, Fernando, what are your guys' goals look like for the next couple of months? You can decide how you want to answer this. It could be the next couple of months, next six months, yeah. year, two years. And in the spirit of collaboration, how can people listening potentially mm -hmm. support you with those goals or partner with you, whoever might be listening? Yeah, a great question. Thank you for that question. So key things that we're looking for right now, short term, we're looking for a growth manager, somebody who can help us manage marketing sales initiatives. So we're looking for people, good people who want to focus on social impact, education, and like the business aspect of it as well. So want to merge those skills together. We're looking for developers who can help us platform or the next version of the platform that we build. I think from a organizational aspect, I think finding the right partners, partners who have complementary services, that they provide complementary services uh, would be great. You know, we see our platform being very complementary because we want our school leaders to be able to talk about their strategy, talk about their plans. Mutually beneficial relationships with great partners. Um, users of our platform would be awesome, right? And people can use our platform to get results. For us is is really just learning more about what organizations exist out there so that we can partner them with the right schools. So learning more about what 
services people provide and figuring out a way to help them also reach their goals by uh, having potentially these schools or these nonprofits that we work with as clients. Sweet. Super cool. Well, thank you again so much, Fernando, for being here today on the Do Good podcast. And uh, if there's anything else you want to say, feel free to say it. But otherwise, that's a wrap. Yeah, no, thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, look forward to hearing more about the collab and the, the co-working space. So very excited about that. I'm so excited to share everything about that with you. Yeah. All right, man. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Right. Thank you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you so much because every single listen counts. And if you know anyone who you think would benefit or might start taking action based on what you just heard. Sharing is caring. Every time you share an episode, it really does push the needle forward for the Do Good collab so that we can push the envelope and continue to create a truly collaborative, cognitively diverse ecosystem of passionate people ready to do good. Tune in in five days.